0: Hey guys, welcome to episode seven of Seeking Witchcraft. Today we're gonna to be talking about some listener choice topics. So I've been asking you guys for some time about some things that you'd like for me to cover. So um, I made a little list of those things and I'm gonna to try to cover as much as I can in our 30 minutes. Um, so full disclosure, some of the things you guys asked me about, I wasn't actually sure. <laughs> so if there's something I don't mention, it's either because I, I might not have the time to cover it or honestly, I might not know much about it. Um, Also, as an update, I feel like I'm always saying this, and I'm so sorry, but I I am sorry for the huge delay in this episode. Um, My kitty had some really bad health problems recently and ended up needing a pretty intensive surgery, um, and then she had some pretty severe complications following it. Um, So luckily she's doing much better now, but I'd been spending nearly every other day at the vet with her for the last couple weeks, (laughs) so I um, didn't really have the time to sit down and record. But um it gave me a lot of time to think about some of the questions you guys asked me so we're going to go ahead and go right into it so i well the different topics i'm going to talk about today are going to be the types of witches um, moon phases and spells how to use herbs finding magic in everyday life what to do with offerings and dream interpretation so the first one is going to be the type of witches i have been getting this question a lot (laughs) And seeing it almost every single day and like, some of the random Facebook groups that I'm in that are, like, witch- uh, witchcraft and Wicca related. If you're a beginner, you know, you'll probably see this a lot or you might have people or you might try to ask people, like, oh, like, you help me to f- figure out what type of witch I am or tell me what type of witch you are. So, all right, I'm going to talk about it. <laughs> I'm probably going to have an unpopular opinion on this topic, um, but this is just what I want to say. If you're a beginner and you're just starting out with witchcraft, don't spend a lot of your time worrying about the type of witch you are or asking people to decide for you or even asking other people what types of witches they are. Um, I feel like this has suddenly become such a popular topic and I think it's mostly, honestly, for aesthetic reasons. Um, The reason that I say beginners shouldn't stress about this is because it's kind of forcing you into one or because forcing yourself into one Type of witch, quote unquote, quote unquote, may limit the type of magic that you try out, or it may make you feel like you can't do any other magic. So let me give an example. If someone immediately decides that, well, you know, I cook a lot, um, so I'm probably a kitchen witch. I'm always in the kitchen, so that must mean that I should focus on, you know, kitchen witchery, herbs, etc. This is that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that, but You might not ever get a chance to explore your other horizons. You know, if you're a kitchen witch, you could actually be a really excellent divination expert, or you might even find that crystals are a topic that you like really click with. Okay, so that's kind of how I view about this. Now, I don't have anything against people who've explored the various horizons and found the type of magic that they like to be engaged with. I don't think there's a single problem with that at all. That's totally fine. So for my myself, you know, I tend to lean more towards elemental type rituals or um, magic or more water-based spells. But I have also looked into a lot of other different types of witchery as well. So... I think people, especially beginners, may be getting caught up with the types of witches, and that can just be self-limiting. So, again, if you're a beginner, explore what's out there. Don't feel like you have to immediately categorize yourself just because other people are. Again, I don't think there's anything wrong once you have explored your options to say, like, oh, this is the type of witch I am. That's not a problem, but again, a lot of these posts that I'm seeing are from people who are brand new and just starting out. So don't limit yourself. Try everything. Just because you spend a lot of time in the kitchen doesn't necessarily mean that you are a kitchen witch. And I will say that for myself because I spend a lot of my time in the kitchen and I have looked in the kitchen witchery and it's cool, but I'm definitely more of an elemental. (laughs) All right. Next thing I'm going to talk about are moon phases. So if you haven't been doing this already during your witchy journey, I'd recommend that you start this ASAP. <laughs> journal your witchy life. And with it, and I'm talking like pen and paper here. I mean, if your handwriting sucks like me, you don't have to do a big, long journal entry. You can do little bullet points. But I would absolutely recommend um, journaling it because then you can look back and say, like, wow, I'm in a completely different place than I was a year ago. Alright, anyway, yeah, so journal your witchy life and with each of your entries, make sure you put down what the moon phase is for that day. It might take up a couple of cycles to do this, but you might start to notice a pattern within yourself. So for example, a lot of people are extremely active around the full moon, everybody kind of knows that. However, with myself, I'm usually wired (laughs) during the new moon um and i was wondering like man like why am i so awake all the time during the new moon like usually people are talking about how tired they are well i did a little bit of research and turns out my actual birthday was on a new moon and i was like hmm i wonder if that explains anything <laughs> um but yeah so that's one thing with the moon phases the other thing is in terms of spell work people have differing opinions on the spells that go with each moon phase so i'll just list what i've know what i know and what i've heard and I'll try to, I'll, I'd say to try out different spells during different fra- uh, phases and see what you're better able to tap into. So with new moons, people like to see this as the start of something. Um, it's also a magic's rumor to be at its we- weakest point. And I, well, let me continue what I was gonna say, actually. <laughs> um, a lot of witches will like to set their intentions during this time as their spell will, is supposed to increase over time as moon increases. However, (laughs) I like to do my banishing spells during this time. The reason for that is none other than, well, the moon is gone and so will be my problem. And as that time goes on, the spell will get stronger to banish whatever I ask for. The reason I don't personally set my intentions during this time is because I like saving it for the full moon so I can kind of get the best bang for my buck when I'm performing my spells, but let me go ahead and explain the full moon. So for the full moon, a lot of people like to banish during this time as the moon is at its fullest, which allows for magic to be at its strongest yeah, (laughs) a lot of different opinions here. Um, for me, I personally like to do like my big spells at this time as I, you know, I'll get a little more like "Mm, such, you know, so I might do something like healing work. Um, or as I previously mentioned, my intentions during this time, my biggest advice would And I swear I say this all the time, but really, it would just be to see what works for you. You know, in my group that I've been training with, myself and another member both follow very similar formats to how we work with the moon phases. But we had a very heated discussion one day when we found out another member is the complete opposite of us. And she actually was a little distressed when she found out that we were doing it differently. But ultimately, it's what works for the individual witch. Um, I know that's said a lot in witchcraft, but honestly, guys, it really is true. One other thing I want to mention is that even though it's great to line your spell work up with the moon phase, don't feel like you absolutely 100% need to wait, I don't know, three weeks for a particular moon phase in order to cast a spell. You know, if it's an emergency, for example, or if that particular day is the only time during the week that you can really make it work, then do it. This also applies to, as I kind of mentioned, the time of the day. It is preferable to work at night, obviously, when the moon is up, but you can absolutely do spells during the day. And I have absolutely done spells early in the morning and they have worked. So, you know, hell, I came home the other day from work and did a freezer spell at five in the Early afternoon, And it worked out great and I'm super excited about that. So don't feel limited because you absolutely aren't. Okay, next up I am going to talk about some herbs. So I could sit here and list off a huge encyclopedia of all the different herbs and their properties. But I'm not gonna do that. (laughs) Sorry guys. Um, But I do have two reasons for this. The first is that there are way too many herbs out there for me to list off. And the basic herbs that every witch should have quote unquote list can honestly go on forever. And two, uh, really, there's no point in me listing off the use of random herbs if they're not even going to be accessible to you, nor something you'd even really want me to, or want to hear me talk about. So instead, I think it's going to be a little better if I give you a super basic explanation of how to use them once you have acquired them. So the three main ways that herbs are used—I guess technically this will be four, but no, I'm just going to say three. It's going to be um, used as incense. Um, it's going to be used in a tea or tincture. Um, so, I guess that's two things, but I'm just going to say it's one. Uh, the, and then the last two things are candles and satchels. So, uh, going with incense, people will use herbs to make loose incense. Um, so, this includes burning the herbs and spells in order to gain additional properties into your work, or maybe you just want to make some good smelling incense. <laughs> um, I'm going To include candles in here as well, actually, as some people will put herbs in their wax or coat the outside of their candles to make spell candles. Word of caution make sure whatever you are burning is one okay for you to inhale and any animals that you may have in the house, it's okay for them, and two that it won't spark when it's ignited. So, for example, cinnamon will spark, so I advise against using cinnamon, okay. Um, With teas or tinctures, um, you know, people will use their herbs to do this. If you don't know what a tincture is, it's a concentrated uh, form of an herb. I think it usually comes, like, um, people, for example, will soak it in, like, really high proof alcohol, like Everclear or even vodka or something, and they'll you know extract the properties that way but yeah uh this goes without saying but make sure if you're making a tea or tincture that it is safe for human consumption <laughs> um and make sure that your measurements are correct triple check them if you are using some of the more risky herbs such as vervain not blue vervain regular vervain um belladonna and our there's a whole other list of risky herbs that of which is like using um But yeah, if you're interested in those risky herbs and how to use them, I would say Google flying ointments and you'll get a lot of interesting results. Not that I have any uh, experience with flying ointments by any means. Not at all. (laughs) Okay. Um, Satchels are the final use. This one's a little bit self-explanatory, but pretty much people will have herbs inside of a satchel to use as a charm. So, these satchels will sometimes contain a crystal, maybe some drop of oil. You can use satchels to help with lucid or to help with dreaming, good luck charms, ward off negative energy, really whatever you want to do with it. Um, I don't think there's a difference between using a satchel that's um, how can I explain it? That, like the ones that are kind of see through, like you can see what's inside of them, versus the ones that are solid. I guess the only thing I would say about the ones that are see through is that if your herbs are very finely. Um, ground up it might seep through so I don't know just whatever works for you guys (laughs) okay finding magic in everyday life is the next thing I'm going to mention so there's certainly ways to do this you know your coffee or tea is a magical brewed potion that influences how you feel or your bath or shower is a great way to remove the stale energy from your body and emerge fresh and new Hell, the dew on the grass outside is nature's way of refreshing its energy from the previous night's moon. <laughs> this can really go on and on. It's about finding what you do in your regular life and finding ways to make it magical. Magic or Mindfulness plays a really big part in this. And also, not to rip off Harry Potter, but your words really are some of your best sources of magic. By just using your voice and moving your lips in a particular fashion and making particular sounds... You can make the person in front of you extremely happy or sad or excited or laugh or cry. You know, your words have influence and power over the person in front of you, even if you might not feel like they do. But even if you just make the person in front of you smile, that's magic in itself. But let's pretend that you have trouble finding magic in your everyday life outside of rituals or spells. I'll have you think about it this way. If you can't find a way to find magic in the mundane, that will make your own personal magic work rings that much more special. And there's nothing wrong with that, nor is there anything wrong with trying to find some form of magic in everything you do. A ready offerings. (laughs) So this one's pretty simple. So for background, an offering is usually something that's set aside for the spirits or the gods or whatever, to acknowledge their presence and essentially thank them for spending time with you and hearing or helping you in your magical workings. You can really leave out whatever you have that's accessible to you but it's always nice to try to find something that you think will fit the situation or let's say you're a god in particular so for example maybe you have a god that you're trying to reach out to that really likes to party (laughs) so leaving out a shot of whiskey might be something that they'd enjoy but maybe you're trying to reach the fae so you want to leave out maybe some blueberries and tea or some honey or you know whatever but I will say, whatever your offering is, make sure you are being respectful with your offering. You don't want to give them a moldy piece of bread or, I don't know, something that fell on the floor and is covered in, you know, kitchen dirt. <laughs> um, but a piece of bread and some tea or a cookie and wine are always good choices, or even some honey or fruit or something. Um, but yeah, so whenever you're done with your offering, um, you can dispose well you uh dispose of it and the way to do this is you're going to go outside and give it back to the earth so some people will dig a hole and bury it which is what i think i did with some of my first offerings i actually went outside in the middle of the night and dug a little hole with like a soup spoon (laughs) um uh but now i realize i don't necessarily have to go that intense in it you can you just ask permission for a majority and ask if you can leave it with them um and by doing that you know animals can come and they can enjoy it and it goes back into the cycle of life um I'd never say to just throw it in the trash. Uh, Do not do that. Um, Try to give it back to the environment in some form or another. Okay. All right. Dream interpretation. So this is going to be the final topic that I'm going to talk about today. Um, So unfortunately, I don't have much insight here. Whenever I dream, uh, I personally find that my dreams involve my brain picking up and processing random thoughts information that I've had during my day. Um, My my brain is really good at pacing together things and giving me answers to problems though when I wake up the next morning with refreshed and renewed insights, which is an awesome thing that my brain just started doing and I think it's great. (laughs) So I'm really sorry I can't be of much help with this. Um, Honestly, Google is probably gonna be your best bet with your interpretations, but I'd see if you could try to figure out what it means yourself first, because after all, it's your dream. So you're gonna be the one with the best insight. And I know that sounds hard as sometimes we just really want other people to tell us what this means so you can kind of accept that as a truth and move on with your life. But really, other people, especially if they're random people on the internet, they don't know your entire background and your environment and the influences that go on in your life. And you can try to explain it, but unless they know you personally, they're not really going to know that. So they might have trouble fully explaining your dream. I would say take a shot at interpreting them yourselves. You might be really pleasantly surprised. And this could be potentially a form of divination for you. So just try it out. Okay. So I ended this, um, all my topics, a lot sooner than I thought I was going to. So, oh, man. Um, all right. Well, that's pretty much all I had for today. Um, I have some exciting news, I guess, for myself anyway. So if you're interested, I guess, stick around. Um Uh, The next topic as well is going to be on the wheel of the year. This is probably going to end up being a two-part series because there are eight Sabbaths that I'm going to be covering and I'm thinking about doing four per episode. Um, Really what I'm going to do is type everything up and like all my notes and everything and then go from there. Um, So it might be two parts. It might not. I guess I'll have to see. Okay, um, so for my interesting news, if if you're interested, <laughs> or my exciting news, um, I had mentioned in the past that I am a seeker in a traditional gardenerian coven. Um, I'm, again, just a seeker, so everything I've said on my episodes are just my own personal opinion. They're not truth from the gardenerian community or anything like that. They're just how I view the world, in the witchy world, whatever. Um, uh, but yeah, anyway, getting to the point, <laughs> um, I had formally petitioned for initiation, and my initiation is now officially around the corner and it is creeping up extremely fast. so the next time that I speak with you all, I will officially be a um initiated Gardnerian witch woohoo <laughs> so long as everything goes goes planned then then I will officially be initiated into the the coven, which is really exciting news and Um, Yeah, so anyway, so I just wanted to share that news with you. Um, So because of that, there's a lot of really exciting things that are following that initiation pretty consecutively back or week to week, like back to back. Um, I'm hoping to get the next podcast out within the month. Um, I'm going to have to see, but it is going to be on the wheel of the year and I do, so I do have the topic picked out and everything, um, but yeah. Um, the only other thing I'll say is that after the Wheel of the Year, guys, I'm really not sure what what other topics um, you want me to cover. So please, if you have other things that you would like me to talk about, absolutely hit me up on Twitter at Seek Witchcraft. Um, you can DM me, you can tweet me, just anything that you're interested in. Um, I will say pretty much every single person who has ever messaged me, I have always responded back to them. <laughs> so if you ever have a question about anything um, and you just want some advice you know, that's fine too. I have a master's degree in clinical psychology. We can make it work. (laughs) Just kidding. I'm not a therapist, but I, well, I do have that degree, but I'm not a therapist. Okay. Anyway, I'm really rambling here. I'm going to go ahead and close the episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'm super excited to talk to you next time. I'll be an official lineage witch. And yeah, so have a great rest of your evening or morning or whenever you're listening to this. And I will talk to you very, very soon. Bye